Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. Uh, always honored to be able to come across your radios and talk with you about the book of Psalms. And Stephanie Wesco and I continue on uh, with the songs of the night. We're on Psalm 140 today. And uh, so, Stephanie, uh, how are you doing today? Well, good morning, Doug. I'm doing well. Um, I'm prepping um, after I get done. We get done with podcasts. I've got Bible class to get ready, a birthday party for some of the kids in my class. So, it's a good day. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you do that Bible class. Stephanie takes that Bible class for the younger ones. I think are four of your kids in that class. Um, five of them, actually. Five, five but, of her kids are on her Wednesday night class and they're part of that. And so that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, what are you guys doing for a lesson? We're actually going through, um, I'm trying to take them through um, Ken Ham's The Seven Seas idea. Um, so we've done creation and we're currently in corruption, um, that, that next C. And so um, obviously because of us having the variant, we have been out of class a few weeks. So um, we're picking up with that for our story, the story of the fall and um, the subsequent consequences of that. So that's where we are in that series well that sounds pretty great and uh we're going to probably go to church down the road here we got a there's a crazy woman around here in watertown wisconsin i'm not going to say her name she's pretty great she makes me cupcakes and uh, that's about 30 miles from here you remember her right no i don't think i've ever met her you've told me about you've ate her cupcakes i have yeah she brought us those green and orange ones last year but anyway, oh. with our green and orange frosting, and, and uh, well, see, I, I would I diet real strict last year, so I probably didn't eat any. I ate one right in front of her. Put the entire cupcake in my mouth, one shot. I believe you. And uh, so I might go find her without her knowing that Debbie and I are going there. Meet her husband. I, I, I think I've heard him on the phone in the background, but I've never met him. Maybe said hi on the phone. So maybe Debbie and I will go over there. But she's a really sweet lady who was at our first. Uh, uh, first meeting out here with a dear friend of hers. So we might go looking for her tonight for church. I don't know. We're going somewhere to church. It's Wednesday night, and I was thinking that might be a good option. So, Stephanie, we have this segment called the Norton Knuckleheaded Segment. And mm-hmm. uh, so you might be a knucklehead if... Doug, you might be a knucklehead if the song we're about to go through has your picture flashing the whole time you're reading this psalm. And let me tell you, there is a list of people that flash before my head as I read through this chapter. And, um, you know, you are a knucklehead if if your, your life is described by Psalm 140. Exactly. And I think, that's, uh, I think that bears, uh, bears warning. Don't let your life look like Psalm 140. And so now we also, it's Stephanie's turn, we're doing a, a book, a book that's right with God. What do you think? Yeah. 
So I don't know um, if you've ever heard of G.A. Henty, um, but he was a guy from, oh man, we're talking, I think it was 1800s, but he wrote, maybe early 1900s, but he wrote novels, but with, um, they're based on, on fact, like on, uh, there's different ones based, you know, it's a historical event, and then he builds this story around um, historical event and one of those books that I would highly recommend reading it'll give you a lot of history and understanding of the culture of everything that surrounded the fall of Jerusalem in 8070 but G.A. Henty's book for the temple um, I think you can even get it on audio version and listen to it be read that book is phenomenal um, from a history perspective and the storyline you know the way he interweaves the story with that whole historical um, event in those years. I mean, it, it's it's an awesome book. It's a great read. There you are. And uh, what a great recommendation. So I think that's awesome, man. And I love period pieces. I always tell people that. I love a book where it takes me back to a time. And, uh, and I love, uh, I do love, you know, fiction that's based on uh, historical time frames or period pieces. So that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah, so we find ourselves, Stephanie, on Psalm 140, and you had mentioned right out of the back that, right off the bat, coming in, that you might be a knucklehead if you look like Psalm 40 looks, and Psalm 40 is a mess, and uh, uh, it, it seems like these are during David's years when he was on, this was written when he was on King Saul's official staff, and we all remember that Saul was envious and was paranoid all the time. He was trying to make David look bad. He I guess he knew that David was next up to be the king. And he had people, some of Saul's officers, you know, were spreading lies about David and stuff. Now, has that ever happened to you and I? (laughs) I don't have a clue what this feels like. I mean, this is like a foreign, I mean, so way out there. Like, this can't be real. (laughs) Yeah. So we have people who spread lies about us and for no apparent reason other than to try to make us look bad. And, and that's what happens in the world. Folks, if people do that about you, I want you to know you're not alone. David was there with you. And let's go ahead and look at that psalm. It says, Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man. Again, we believe he's talking about Saul here, King Saul. Which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like a serpent. Adder's uh, poison is under their lips. Selah. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man who have purpose to overthrow my goings. The proud hit a snare for me in the cords that have spread uh, a net by the wayside. They have set gins for me. Selah. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God. Hear the voice of my supplications, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked, further not his wicked device, lest they exalt themselves, Selah. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. Let them be cast into the fire in deep pits, and they rise not up again. Let not an evil speaker be established in the earth. Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. 
the upright shall dwell in thy presence. And boy, you get in there and it's what sinners, you know, do to God's people. I think in those first five verses, I mean, just looking at starting with that first five, Stephanie, I mean, what, what comes to your mind? Wow. Well, as I read through this Psalm, um, yeah. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh, yeah, sorry. Some of these things are kind of hard on us emotionally as we go through them. And and um, so we're going to give Stephanie a minute to gather her thoughts and catch her breath. And uh, but but we have uh, Stephanie especially has lived these verses. So um, you want to go ahead and tell us about them now, Stephanie? Sure. Um, first of all, when I read the psalm, I think of the book of James that talks about our tongue. And our tongue is a weapon. And it is either a weapon in the hand of God to be something that is used by him to go after Satan, to go after his kingdom, to make a difference in this world through compassion, through love, and maybe confronting sin. Or our tongue is a weapon full of poison. And David makes it very clear here as as we look at the beginning of this. He, he he compares the this the tongue of the, these wicked people of this wicked man to that of a serpent yeah. and we see you know that's in other words this tongue is being used by Satan to do awful terrible things yeah and and they sharpen of, you, you see that yes. expression they sharpen their tongues. In other words, they're working at this. This is this is something that they they work to make as painful as possible. And um, yeah, been the recipient. And I'm not saying that to get anybody's sympathy, but having been the recipient of tongues like this, it does damage that can never be fully repaired. The tongue can do damage that can never be fully repaired. Right. And I think of the verse um, that's also in Psalms that says, Set a watch, O Lord, before my mouth. Keep the door of my lips. In other words, God, don't let something come out of my mouth that would do the damage that these tongues are doing. And um, I remember watching Charles go through pain as tongues that should have loved him, that should have been speaking peace and love and goodness and words that would build up as those tongues were used by Satan to try to destroy him. And I watched the damage that was done to him through those words. And I watched Charles live this out where he gave it to God. Yeah. And you know, um, you could look at it and say, David is so unloving. He's so vengeful. He's so judgmental. He's so hateful. No, What this psalm is, is the living out of the verse that says, cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. God, God made David's life an open book for us to learn from. Yeah, that's what the psalm is. It's David's life being an open book. But David took what was being done to him to God as his heavenly father, as his provider, as his protector. And he said, God, this is what's going on. And David gets very blunt here. Yeah, he does. but he doesn't take vengeance. We know from the life of David, he could have killed Saul 
He could have destroyed his life. He could have, to put it in modern day terms, he could have gone to the church that Saul ran and destroyed that church because he knew who Saul really was. He knew the corruption. He knew how awful the situation was. Yeah. But he gave it to God. And this psalm is a comfort to me because we reach those low points when you have been through a tongue that does this to you. It can leave you in a very, very, very dark, lonely place with guilt, with false guilt, that condemnation that leaves you spiraling downward. It can leave you in a place of confusion, of raw, you know, wounds that are raw and go to God. Read this psalm if you need to. Read this psalm before the Lord and say, God, I'm giving this to you. Would you take care of it and take comfort in that precious promise where God says, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think you're hitting that. I think your experience is really good for us here. And, you know, as we go on, we, we get to that point and we're looking at six and seven and and we get this idea that what God's people should do to sinners and we should pray, give it to God, supplications. And seven, the strength of my salvation, thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. So we need to cover our heads. We need to be away from these people. In verse eight, grant, Lord, the desires of the Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Pray, grant them not their desires. You know, I don't want anything to go on with them. And then we get to nine, Stephanie, and we're we're looking at verse 9. It says, As the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them. I mean, and you were saying right out of the back, Stephanie and I were looking at this psalm, and Stephanie said right away, this is a precatory psalm. This is asking for these hot coals to fall on their head. Sometimes that's the only answer if it continues. Sometimes if people continue to hurt us, as, as they hurt Charles, as they hurt Stephanie, as some have hurt me, as some has hurt you. Sometimes the next step is that precatory uh, prayer. And, uh, and, and going down there in verse 11, uh, Stephanie, as we continue to go on, and uh, really 12, and what God's going to do here. And it says, I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in his presence. So even in the midst of this, I guess, Stephanie, is what you were saying a minute ago. Even in the midst of this, Charles was able to give it back, uh, put it back, uh, move along, and stand upright. And so I think the challenge is, how did Charles get to that point where he stood upright and just got over this venomous, this snake tongue, this poison tongue, this terrible tongue, the serpent there. How does, how did Charles get by that? Doug, the answer to that is so multifaceted. Um, when I look back at, you know, literally it was this month, um, actually right around right now, um, nine years ago, um, that our, that our, our major trial, Charles major trial of going through this Psalm, living this life went into full uh, you know full steam and when I think back on those days first of all I remember Charles having to come to that place both of us having to come to that place in a new sense uh, in a new sense where Philippians became precious to us it was already a precious book to us but it became more precious because the passage that talked about Jesus 
his mind being in us, us being willing to give up our reputation. And that's where David had to come to where he didn't, he reached the point of what mattered most to him was being found faithful by the Lord, serving God, glorifying God. And that what people were saying about him, what Saul was spreading about him wasn't going to control him. It wasn't going to dictate his actions. It wasn't going to destroy his life. He was not going to let it. He was going to serve God, period. And I remember watching Charles having to go through a breaking process the same way David had to have gone to. David loved Saul. David loved him. And yet Saul broke David's trust he did his best to destroy his reputation that he eventually led to him wishing David was dead and then trying to kill him. And when, when someone you love does this, you know, goes through this process with you, it is, it is breaking. And there are people that I did not even realize how much they hated Charles until after Charles was dead. And I watched the continuance of their hatred go to the point of, I realized they weren't even sorry he had been martyred. In fact, him being dead really kind of seemed to satisfy them. And to realize that's how much he was hated, and yet to have that peace of knowing Charles was found faithful. He had given it to God. He had come to that place and to know, you know, there's comfort when you go through that process where God breaks you to draw you closer to him, to create and make you a man after his own heart. And I'm not sure that you can become a man after God's own heart without going through a breaking process like this, where Jesus has to become so precious to you because the people around you, perhaps people you love, perhaps people you've sacrificed for, perhaps people that you would be willing to give your life, your all for, turn on you. They betray you. And that's when Jesus becomes most precious because that's when you come to that point of, I'm doing this for him. I'm doing this because I want to please him because when I get to heaven, I want to be able to hear, well done, now good and faithful servant. And that's where David came to as an Old Testament saint. That's where Paul came to as an apostle. That's where Charles came to, quite honestly. By the time he died, he died in revival. He died in victory because Christ was his life. And that is, I think, where every person has to come to as they go through the trial of being maligned, slandered, accused, perhaps even their very lives being gone after to, for destruction. is Make Christ your life. Make knowing him your primary focus. And that will give you victory to get through the trials that, that, like we see here in Psalm 140, where David was. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think by way of clarification or by disclosure, so there have been some since Charles' death that, that mock him in his life. And uh, there is even a man who uh, came through and said Charles was not a hero. He was a fool for going to the mission field. And so this guy would probably say Jesus was a fool for dying for our sins. Paul was a fool uh, you know, to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ to all known people at the time in nations or people groups. So I guess what I'm saying to you folks is those of us going through this hypervigilant craziness and upside downness and trying to make sense of us being the way we are, you know, the ADHD crowd, the OCD crowd, the, uh, the just normal people, the people who don't look like the Brady Bunch, that's who we are. That's, uh, that's who we <laughs> represent. But, you know, through all that, 
we are able to discern. God does give us peace. He does give us patience. He does take us to the next place we got to go. And we know when there's fools and when there's people out there making comments that Charles' life was a foolish life, it wasn't a martyred life, that, you know, that's somebody you just want to punch in the nose and they probably deserve it. And, uh, but through, somehow we got to move along. So we give these things. We do what the psalmist uh, did and does. It's still illuminated in our lives and hearts today. And we give that to the God of all heaven, of all eternity, of our salvation, to the God of everything to us. We give it to him. And we say, God, we can't deal with these people anymore. Do whatever it is you've got to do to take care of these people. We need to move along. And, uh, and God will. And, and I mean, we get the Psalm one, you know, 140 and, you know, it was a little bit emotional for Stephanie. And I, I got to tell you, I know her emotion from hearing it and I know it's real. And this is what I feel bad for. I feel bad for those people, if saved, that will stand in front of God and answer for her and her, you, me, uh, and anybody in that way. But just let's make sure we're not that person. So Stephanie, right. Stephanie said, yeah, what Stephanie said I thought was really good at the beginning. You might be a knucklehead if you're like the people we're talking about in Psalm 140. And I think Stephanie came right out with that, and I thought that made a difference. So Stephanie, wrap this up with us for a minute or so. We've got about a minute left. And tell people what they should know, how they can get away from this, and how you got through these things. And do it all in a minute, praise God. You can do it. <laughs> Well, um, I would say, again, these psalms are given to us. These were David's prayers. They were other psalmist prayers. Pray this prayer. And you know that promise that God will. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted. And the, the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. And make that choice to be a part of the righteous through the blood of Christ. Make a, cho make a choice to stay upright no matter what's being done to you. And know that God is there. He will maintain your cause. He will help you. And he will cause you to dwell. You will dwell in his presence even here. And that is the place of peace. Yeah, and this is, and you can be to that place of peace. You can, you can get there. You can find your way there. And, uh, and and folks, that place of peace is found in Jesus Christ. And brother Eric's going to tell you all about that. And I want you to listen to every word. There's nothing more important to Stephanie and I that we get to spend eternity with all of you. If there's something we can do to help you, please find us on Helpful Wounded Spirits Facebook page. Give us a call. Give us a shout. Give us whatever it is you got to do. Know we love you. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin. For the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you. But God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, 
and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at WoundedSpirits.com.